1515 now probably presents the wrestling roundtables, the raw, the bad, the ugly, the weekly podcast where we tell you what we like, didn't like, and we'll just flat out horrendous. It's your favorite tag team partner, it's me, Stuart Pearl. It's Miller. Man, you know, I always want to say, like how we did in the beginning of the podcast and stuff, I, Raw took place, and we don't even do just Raw anymore, we do right. just wrestling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I always try to look it up. For like two seconds, I'm like, oh, I don't need to look up where it was. Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, they was in Albany. I know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they was in Albany. Yeah, it was in Albany for sure. Yeah. Hey, did you know Hell in Cell is in Chicago? Is it? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, a pay-per-view I would probably want to go to. Yeah. 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 They got to sell me to get my money. Yeah. It's going to be a hard sell, too. It's June 5th. Ooh, June's not gonna be good. Forbidden door. Mm-mm. Yeah. Hold on. Is is Brock wrestling at SummerSlam? He could be. Man, he's on. He's definitely on this picture. I'm looking at the SummerSlam picture right now. He must be going against Roman again. Because they got a picture of him uh, with Roman. But you know, cards subject to change, sir. So that doesn't necessarily. Dude, mean I'm gonna be mad as hell if that happens, though, because I do not want to see this again. Oh, no, no, he got Sami Zayn up in the F5. Okay, never mind. That's Sami Zayn. Yeah, but okay. he's not going against Sami no, Zayn. No, nah, so. I don't think so, yeah. So, oh, okay. I'm I'm good with it, dude. I don't want to see him go against Roman again. That's what I don't want to see. Yeah. But anyway. Um, but I'd be interested to see what happens. Uh, the rumor is, is that Roman is supposed to be going against Cody for the title. And that's when Roman drops it, but gets it back at some point in time to go against The Rock at WrestleMania. Mm. I haven't heard that rumor. The only thing I know about is that they don't, the only rumor I heard is that they don't really have a plan on who would beat Roman Reigns, that he's pretty much going to hold it until they can figure it out. But I can see Cody winning it. Yeah. I mean, you know what? This is the one time. And I can be hypocritical because I think it's been people in the past that's held the title and I'm like, man, I just want them to drop that shit. And maybe it's because, you know, the character just wasn't working it no more and they needed a change or a refresh or whatever. But, like, I'm not at that point yet with Roman holding the title. I haven't gotten to that point where... 
I just feel like, oh, he needs to drop this. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of kind of weird because I've in the in years past I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm ready for them to drop this belt, but I'm not ready for him to drop it at all. I'm, I'm entertained. As long as you keep that's what I was gonna say. I, I don't have a problem with long title reigns as long as they make sense. Like yeah, yeah. I think he, I don't think he's gonna. Obviously, he's not gonna beat Bruno San Martino's record. Um, I don't think anybody will ever really. No, there's no way anybody's getting nowhere near. This is not good business anyway. But will he beat Hulk doesn't... Hogan's? I mean, could I don't see why not. It's hard for me to care about WWE reigns because, to me, I guess being being like a big Japanese fan to me is about how many times did you defend it. You can hold it for however long you want to, mm-hmm. but did you defend it enough? With Roman, he's defended it in quality ass matches. So for me, I'm like, okay, it works. And maybe that's the reason why it's working, too, because remember when Brock had that long ass reign, he wasn't defending it. I think right. that's what disqualifies his reign. Because CM Punk's 450, what was it, 434? 434 uh, day reign. That was an actual reign because he defended the title. And won. And they were able to manage him. And, like, and honestly, they messed up. By making him lose the title to The Rock. He actually should have beat him. His reign should have actually went longer. He didn't need to drop the title to The Rock. The Rock didn't need to beat CM Punk. They didn't need any of that. Just for The Rock to go against John Cena. For the title. Because they had to have something on the line. Mm -hmm. They didn't need that. Which was a shame. But whatever. I digress. Anyway, do you have a match to watch for a second? Yes. Um, I'm kind of torn because I did watch a lot of wrestling, but I'm going to give it to Josh Alexander and Moose for the Impact World Championship um, this past weekend. Um, I love the story that was told with Josh Alexander. Kind of, uh, you know, he lost the belt in an abrupt manner and then went on the chase. Um, they had Moose Spear, his his wife, all kinds of different aspects of like that hero's journey, mm-hmm. and the fact that they were able to implement it in this and um, use it, it was dope. And then obviously the match itself was so good, so good. I thought um, you know Josh Alexander really showed himself as far as a singles competitor because a lot of people were familiar with him know him with his team with um, Ethan Page, the North. Um, so even though he's had a solid run on the Indies, I think for a national audience, Ethan Page from Canada? What'd you say? I said Ethan Page is from Canada? Yeah, he's Canadian. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. But, I mean, that's the reason why I figured he called themselves the North, so. Yeah, that's why they call themselves the North. But yeah, that that's... That's why I felt like that match itself was um, the match uh, to watch for for the week. Um, so if you get a chance, to check that out. Moose versus um, Josh Alexander for the Impact World Championship. Okay. All right. News and rumors? Uh, yeah. First off, we got uh, Kenny Omega's talking about 
how he may not be back in time for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, which I'm going to talk about in News and Rumors and later on, too. Um, but there's a chance he could at least make an appearance. Also, who may not be able to make the Forbidden Door pay-per-view, the rumoring is Kazushika Okada, because he um, his wife's birthday is actually that day. Um, but that's all speculation. The card's still coming together. For those that don't know, in my second part of News and Rumors, the big announcement that Tony Khan had was that on June 26th at the United Center in Chicago, um, Forbidden Door pay-per-view um, Sunday, June 26th, and it's going to be, um, the rumor is it's going to be an AEW versus New Japan show, so they'll have a lot of uh, interpromotional matches, so that should be dope, and I'm sure there'll be some big-ass storyline that's part of it, because it would make sense not to do that, but um, obviously that's a huge deal. Um, I'm definitely going to be in the building. If you don't know, uh, tickets go on sale May 6th. Oh, well, Tiffany just got her Mother's Day gift. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, Pluto TV, I, a couple months back I was telling everybody how Pluto TV, um, with their wrestling, um, the wrestling network channel, um, has been like gearing up to try to present more wrestling from outside of, um, just the big indies. And one of the big shows that, um, it's going to happen is, uh, it's actually going to happen on April 30th at 11 p.m. Eastern time. And it's going to be Defy. Um, Defy Wrestling is, uh, is probably the top promotion in Washington. Um, it's where Shane Strickland wrestles. Christopher Daniels is the current champion. Um, but the headline of that show is going to be John Moxley versus Tom Lawler. That's going to be fucking insane, um, in and of itself. And, um, and I mean, just all around being able to see, um, a, a larger indie promotion presented in this way, kind of like a pay-per-view fashion, is dope for the industry. So if you have Pluto TV and it's free and it's on Xbox and play, uh, PlayStation Five networks, definitely download that. I think this show will be well worth it. Um, I think it also has, uh, if you're not familiar with Shop, he's going against um, Timothy Thatcher, and then Christopher Daniels in the Midnight Heat team up, and they're going to go against Swerve, Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne is um, 17 years old has an AEW contract that goes effective as soon as he graduates high school. I promise you, Sterling, if you saw this dude, you'd be like, yo, how's this kid 17? Like, he's ridiculous, dog. Um, and he, he'll be in that match, uh, teaming with Swerve and Adam Brooks. So, Defy Wrestling, free on Pluto TV. It's well worth it. Um, and then last but not least, on Wednesday, tomorrow, um, we get um, the Battle of FTR. Dax Hartwood versus Cash Wheeler, one-on-one. Whoever wins gets a spot in the Owen Hart uh, tournament, and then also CM Punk going to be on commentary. They said that they they didn't have to fight with Tony to get the match, but they, they explained to him why it was important to them and how they could make it work. And the dope thing about it is Tony was like, all right, let's do it. Um, and I think that's what makes AEW a lot different is that um, – I'm not saying that Vince doesn't take new ideas, but they're not so stuck in their ways where it's like, you know, Tony will be like, huh, that's actually a good idea. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, talking about old money, new money. Mm, yeah. Good point. <laughs> Vince is used to doing it this way, and this is what worked, and this is what got him where he's at. I mean, right. this is what got WWE where they're at. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but AEW will catch up. Um, can they be that? Could will I think that's the question. Will AEW get to the point where they selling out football arenas? 
fast and fast. I think so. Will we see it in our lifetime though? I don't. I don't see why not. Like, here's the thing. Re- like, wrestling is a lot more accessible than it used to be. Um, True. And you have a wider range of audience that you can meet, that you can reach. And I think one of the biggest things, and I was talking to somebody about this. Um, and you know me. I got a business mind, so every so often my ADD kicks in. And I start reading business stuff. We're gonna see with the pandemic. Well, I'll say coming towards the end, quote unquote. We'll just say that. But with the way things are, let's just say that you're gonna have that natural influx of people like, oh my God, I've been in the house so long, and they want to do stuff. I mean, we already see that now with people like, oh, okay, now I can do stuff. I can do it. Yeah. So I think as time goes and people get more comfortable, we're going to see that. Um, kind of the work that they put in during the pandemic mm-hmm. matter. Because that's one thing that I think, and, I, and kudos to WWE too, because they have to maintain an audience. I think that's the one thing that people don't give AEW and WWE credit for, is that during the pandemic, they made on-the-fly adjustments to still present a quality product for the most part, for what they had to work with. Even WWE yeah. for the most part. Yeah, they, yeah. they kept once, having issues with once, people getting... Once WWE figured out the how to do the whole audience thing. Right. That's when it got right. better. But when right. I, think just... w, I, think, I think AEW benefited from being in Florida and having the lax rules to where they could have, like, the outer bowl with mm-hmm. fans. And even though we couldn't necessarily hear them or see them, you could feel it in the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But it gave them a chance to present storylines different than we were able. Like, we still popped for when Brody Lee debuted, even though it would have yeah. been obviously dope if it was in front of people. But we still were like, what the? F-? In our rooms, you feel yeah, me? Yeah. Um, so it's that kind of thing that I think built an audience to where they can't wait till AEW's in my town. And so I think if they pick the right spot, right time, like Forbidden Door was, is I think Forbidden Door is probably going to sell out. So hopefully I get to get tickets. I'm going to be on that mug at midnight. Like, oh, help me, please. But yeah, yeah. it's the United Center, so maybe they won't. But then again, they could. Because didn't, didn't Punk sell out? Yeah. If Punk sold out, then this will sell out. I so, yeah. fucking hate the United Center. <laughs> <laughs> I just do. Just Is don't. it just because it's downtown or something? Or, I mean, oh, well, I just don't. Man, I mean, I know it's the house that MJ built, but I'm just I saying. love it. I hate, I hate the Allstate Arena, like, with a passion. No, that I hate the Allstate Arena parking with a passion. No, I hate All... the building. <laughs> I don't mind the building. The seats are actually the, actually the seats are actually nice, especially given the the vicinity of like when you're watching matches and shit. And yeah. you don't feel that way about the United Center? No. I mean, have you what? Been, have you been in the damn three hundreds? Y'all. Yeah. yeah, and A it's like times. you watching ants and shit. <laughs> like that's how high up. Yeah. And then those seats are so so damn steep. I feel like if you stand up and you just make one false move, you tumbling your ass all the way down. Like, like that's how steep those things are. That's because you're afraid of heights. That's all that has to do with that. That's, nah, that's what that is. Now that I'm listening, I'm like, wait a minute. This has nothing to do with the structure of this building. This no. man don't like heights. That's what I his problem is. I hate that building. Just hate it with a passion. <laughs> I will say you do feel like you're falling on top of folks. Necessary. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't feel like you're, yeah. Man, like, the only thing I hate worse than the United Center is Soldier Field. <laughs> okay. I don't hate Soldier Field, but 
You know, I don't hate Soldier Field if you're sitting down close. But yo, let me say this. But when you're in those, I boots, think the reason I don't amazing. hate Soldier Field as much now is because my dad used to take me before they did the upgrade, before, before the PCL, they, before of they, PSL stuff. You mean huh? the spaceship that they added on there? Yeah, all the yeah, all, yeah, 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 before they added stuff. Yeah. So I was in the old school Soldier Field, and I didn't mind it. I kind of liked it. It was yeah. kind of dope to me. Compared to what, because I think I went to a game in St. Louis now, and that was like at the time was upgraded. Remember, you know, mm-hmm. what, what it's called the St. Louis Dome or whatever the hell yeah, it's called. Super Dome. Super Dome. So that was like state of the art per se. And I was like, this is cool, but it's like a theater. It's not like a football game. Like, I felt like the Soldier Field. Soldier Field felt more like a football game. Or the Edward game. Jones like, Dome. Like, I'm, I'm going to just say that because I don't know if it was called the Super Dome, but it was definitely called the Edward, Edward Jones. Edward James, yes. Yes. Edward, J- uh, Edward Jones. You're right. Yeah, Edward Jones. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. This guy, this, this guy right here. I'm thinking this guy. Yeah. Nah. That's all, uh, all that time playing NFL quarterback club in Madden and shit. Yeah. Now, I'll tell <laughs> you this, though. If AEW does do a football stadium, it better be, be Jacksonville. Soldier. Well, it better be Chicago and a new stadium that they building that we will have five years from now. Mark my words. They didn't buy that land for no reason. And that new stadium that they build, we better have it all out. Because it's going to be indoors. It's going to be a dome. They already said that the the weather is not something that they're even thinking about. They want to build a fan experience, and they can't do that shit outside. So... So we better have an all out in Chicago. I believe we will. Yeah. Because all out is probably is gonna be what one of their top four per se. What do you think? Is double or nothing all out? What do you think is gonna be the other two? Are they gonna have a four major for each season? No, I think he's going to keep it the way it is. I don't think see him expanding the schedule because, you know, they're trying to utilize the expansion for, like, TV time. So I think the events we have are the ones we have, and when there's a special one, like Forbidden Door, they'll throw it out there. Because I was even surprised that they're doing – but it's the cold pay-per-view, so it's not the same because Forbidden Door is, like, a month literally after um, Double or Nothing. So it was like, damn. He's right back at it, and that's the, not the typical AEW schedule. I don't mind doing the four. What does he have? Like four pay per views, or is it five? What is it? Mm-hmm. Can't remember how many pay per views. But I like the way they do that. It's. It, I think. I it, feel like. I think it's going to make sense to have more special events once they get like their own app, and they do it that way. I think then it'll make as sense. As long as it makes money. Yeah. I don't want him to do stuff just because it's the normal. Like, no, the no, way no. That I'm just saying, like, out. I think right now it doesn't make any sense because you're doing pay-per-views. That costs more money. That costs the fans more money, I would say, mm-hmm. than it would if you had, like, an app. Like, WWE is on NBC or how they had their own app. I mean, you were only paying ten dollars a month. I'm sure that's coming though with um, with the merger with Time Warner and Discovery. I'm sure that's coming with the um, HBO Max app. 
Yeah. I'm sure they're going to utilize that somehow. Especially yeah. now, too, he owns the um, whole library of ROH. That's a lot of content that you can throw up there. Yeah. And, like, and, now, he said he, and we still haven't heard which um, library in Japan he secured. Because remember, he said he bought somebody's library in Japan, but he hasn't been able to say who. So I'm curious to see what he old? bought from Japan. You think it's pro wrestling Noah? That'd be weird. I don't know if it'd be pro wrestling Noah only because that would be weird. What I think it is, it may be some of that New Japan footage that, so the way it kind of works in Japan loosely explaining is that a lot of times that TV broadcast is, they don't necessarily sell the rights. They own that. Mm -hmm. So like um, NTV out there, Nippon Television owns like a specific time frame of footage from New Japan. Like, you know, like 94 to 97 when they had a TV show, that type of thing. Yeah. So I wonder if it's that. Because there's like a gap when you go to New Japan World that you don't, you can't get everything. There's some mm -hmm. stuff just not available because it's, it's licensed through that TV uh, station. Okay. So it could be that that he bought that, you know, New Japan hasn't been able to buy or hasn't wanted to or whatever the situation is. He should buy Lucha Underground. Lucha, that'd be dope. Oh my God, if he bought Lucha Underground, that'd be not for you. I know <laughs> you don't care, but if he bought Lucha uh, Underground, that'd yeah, be yeah, yeah. I was just saying People that. Be excited about that? They'd be like, "What?" Who will be excited about that? A Ooh. lot of fans, bro. Ooh. I understand Ooh. you're not a fan, but there are a lot of people. I like season one and two. I didn't mind. They had some quality matches. Yeah, it was the cinematic thing I had to get used to. It was some dope matches, bro. I think that was that was it for me. It was the cinematic thing that yeah, I had to try to. Yeah, the cinematic part. I get that. But once they got to the in ring, it was yeah. it was it was VR Trooper esque. That's the vibes they gave me. This guy right here. <laughs> we are VR Troopers <laughs> Three Virtual Reality. All right. I remember. Let's get to it. What is your Raw, sir? My Raw is definitely going to go um, to CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes. I that thoroughly enjoyed good. that match. That match was good. Um, yeah, Dustin Rhodes, I've said this a million times. When I was younger, the natural Dustin Rhodes was my guy. You couldn't tell me shit about the natural Dustin Rhodes. And then when I found, for, for whatever reason, I didn't put two and two together as Dusty Rhodes' son. Don't ask me why. But then I found that out, and that made it even better. And then you have CM Punk. Everybody knows what CM Punk, as far as a fan is for me. And then watching them, it was kind of like childhood, Gennard, and fucking, um, you know, like teenage, early college, just sitting there watching like, this is fucking amazing, dog. Like, two of my favorite wrestlers. And they told an old-school story, um, yeah. I felt. Not a lot of... It shows you you didn't have to have crazy spots, table bumps, all that. Just a good wrestling story. And I think that's what made it so dope to me and why I enjoyed that match and why for overall, out of everything I watched during the, during the past week or so, that match stood out the most to me. And then I love the touch of Adam Page coming out at the end because CM Punk's been signaling week after week, win after win about the belt. And I love that Adam Page came out, didn't say anything, just looked at him like, hey, if you want to come get it. That's why Adam Page is my guy. I don't think he's bland. Some people are like, his reign is bland and all that. I don't know. I, this dude is, he's dope to me. But anyway, that was my raw. I, I would I would say it's not the best reign I've seen in AEW, but it's not. Oh, yeah. It's, it's still good. 
But you know what though? And he can wrestle his ass off. So if anything, yeah. he's giving you quality fucking matches, bro. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm surprised you didn't sit there and say, um, Britt Baker coming out with uh, Najee Harris. Oh <laughs> yeah, when she came out. I mean, that was dope. But I always expect her to do some Steeler type stuff. So I was like, all right. Plus, they need to be practicing, man. I ain't trying to hear it, bro. Get in that gym. Get the weight room. No, I'm <laughs> nah, he, I'll tell you one thing. The Steelers had a lot of problems last year, but he was not one of them. <laughs> no, he was not the problem at all. He was not. Yeah. Um, Man, my Raw was uh, Jay Uso and Matt Riddle. Them dudes put on the show this past Friday. Like, I, man... This is one of those things where it makes me upset that instead of chasing the Raw Tag Team titles and unifying that, I wish they would have kept the belt on Finn Balor and one of them try to battle Finn Balor for the belt and the other person would try to battle um, uh, Ricochet for the IC title. That's what I would have liked to have seen. Like, show them as... Because Jey Uso is real dude when it comes to singles competitors. And Jimmy is just as dope. Like, I don't think he gets enough credit um, with how good he actually is just being by himself. Because that dude can for real wrestle. It ain't just about being in a tag team. He can actually do it by himself. But Jay Uso is on a whole uh-huh. other level. Like, this dude, there's a reason why I think Paul Heyman probably gave him that name. Main event Jay Uso. Because this dude can main event some shit. And look look what he was doing. I mean, when Roman was at the height or getting started off with his with his reign, this dude was going week after week main eventing SmackDowns and putting on shows. And once again, he did it again with Matt Riddle. The dude was just winning there. They, they, they went. They went hard. And I mean, Matt Riddle picked up the, the victory, but both of them dudes were just in that ring just performing their ass off. And, uh-huh. like, obviously, you could see Matt Riddle being a WWE champion at some point because he has it. Uh, you could see Jay Uso, I, I think, eventually getting to that point, too. Maybe when they break up um, the bloodline and he probably wants to do it on his own. I don't know if he has ambitions on doing this by himself. At one point, going singles like uh, Booker T did, or if he wants to stay in a in a tag team, but he definitely got has it as far as in the ring. He can speak on the mic. Um, I think he has a presence about himself. So, man, I think and all that shit just just displayed itself this past Friday night. That was a good-ass match. I think people should go watch yeah. it if you haven't watched it yet. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty good-ass match. And the spots made sense. Like, the, the the interferences that happened in the match, everything just made sense. because It flowed. Yeah, it, it flowed well, and you're trying to build this story of, like, damn, because you know they're going to end up taking the titles off of Randy Orton and and uh, Matt Riddle, or, or Riddle, and but they're allowing them to win these matches leading up to Backlash. So it's like, okay, 
I see what y'all doing there. Yo. I see you. This, this, guy, this guy. Oh, man, I got just, just distracted. Like, this dude come walk in nice and quiet, put his damn, because I got the lights on, and put his damn light from his camera in my bag of food to see what I had in there. Oh. Wow. <laughs> you had to check. Yeah. As if I was going to give it to him, though. That's the crazy part. You had to be yeah. sure. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that was my raw, sir. You're bad. Uh, my bad. Um, I'm not even going to make it my ugly, but my bad real quick is going to be um, Carmella and Queen um, Zelina being back together. Like, come on, guys. Like, why did you do the storyline with them breaking up and make it like this big deal? Like, you tried to make it a big deal. You really did. And this was an opportunity to try to do something with it. And then they just go, oh, you know what? We don't have a lot of women, so we'll just put them back together and pretend like none of this shit ever happened. That's the type of shit that really pisses me mm-hmm. off. And I understand that they're not focal points of the roster or whatever, but these are the things that make, like, why? Why are we doing this? Like, at least with um, Jay Cargo getting, um, and I don't mean to do an AEW versus WWE comparison, but I'm using this angle as an example. At least they put together some kind of vignettes, online shit that if you really wanted to or if you're into it, you could check out to see why Jay Cardo Cargo has um, Red Velvet and uh, Kiara Hogan in the baddies now, um, you know, like with her group, even though she fought them and beat their ass. Like they explained it. And you could just explain it. You could just do something to try to explain it. But instead, they just show up on my damn TV together like nothing happened. And you made a huge angle out of it and mentioned it and talked about it and talked about how she went on her honeymoon and all this. Just to put them back together like nothing happened. Like, why? Why do they do things like this? No, it doesn't That's why I said that. Man, you know what I didn't like? And maybe this is just my wanting uh, instant gratification. It was uh, on SmackDown. Because I'm just like... Oh man, we about to do this lumberjack match with Sami Zayn and and, and um, Drew McIntyre. Maybe we just this is what Roman's next challenger. You know, obviously, I think that's where they're gonna lead toward. This is gonna be his next challenger because he he still doesn't have a match uh, booked yet for Backlash. I don't think they're gonna sit there and not have a match booked for Roman Reigns at Backlash. So it's like, damn, man, I mean, how long do we have to wait for him to have a challenger? And this was one of those times where I think, man, he could have just went in there and speared the shit out of Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre could have still picked up the win when Sami Zayn ran. And then Sami Zayn could have tried to hurry up and get back to the ring thinking that, oh, he's going to get an easy one, two, three, and he doesn't. And then Drew McIntyre, see, I'm telling the story of how I wanted it to happen. And then Drew McIntyre reverses something on him. I don't care, whatever, slams him, whatever, and then hit him with the with the Claymore and, and beats him. And then that way, we don't have to get a cage match for this week of Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn, when they could right. actually gave us something, and then you had two weeks 
to build towards this match at Backlash. I just don't mm-hmm. know why they didn't do that. But that yeah. is not the worst thing, but it would have made sense. Drew still gets the victory over Sami Zayn, so then now Sami Zayn can't get the victory over Drew, and then we're like, oh, Drew, Sami Zayn should be involved in a triple threat match at Backlash for the WWE title. It, it's just, yeah, that's what, to me, I just felt like that made sense. But like I said, it wasn't the worst thing, which is why it wasn't my idea. But that's just what I would have wanted. Um, but as usual, I always go first with my ugly. My ugly, simply, Veer Mahan. Why? Because why does he have to be a stereotype? <laughs> just like these are the things that upset me. How come he just can't have a character? That can Not connect. the evil heel who destroys everything with a camel clutch. Yeah, and you know, and he gotta have the you know, because what is it it's supposed to be Indian? I think is that what he's supposed to be? He's Indian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, I so, believe he's Indian or Pakistani, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I apologize if I got his race wrong, because I don't want to sit there and be like, you know, like not all black people are the same. Some, some, some are from Jamaica. So I mean, <laughs> just because he look like. We're not from the same spot. <laughs> but, um, but whatever. I just, I don't like the tight casting of wrestlers. It's like how we always talk about with the, the, the angry black man syndrome. Or, like, when they did the New Day at first and they were supposed to be, like, these preachy black dudes yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. like that and it just wasn't it was the curl that wasn't curling all the way over it just wasn't resonating yeah, with people but then when they started to change who they were and all of a sudden like yeah here go these black guys that like to play video games and, and watch anime and yeah that's some nerdy shit that we all into that's the reason why I always have a problem with these characters because he's not going to last. He's going to go in there. He's going to destroy people. And then all of a sudden he's going to be running around chasing motherfuckers for the 24 seven championship. He's going to be a joke. And then we displayed them and pushed them for what? And I feel like, I hate to see when wrestlers don't have a true direction. And that's him. He doesn't have a true direction. They're going to have him come in, dominate for a little while, and then he's going to be a jobber. And that's it. They're going to feed him the Omos. Omos. (laughs) Or the next giant wrestler that they bring in. Right, I was just going to say, or the next (laughs) big thing. Yeah. Uh, For me... The reason why Veer bothers me is I feel like his backstory is enough to where you could do something different. Like, the dude, I don't know if you know, but you know he was drafted to play baseball and all that. You know about that, right? Nope. See? There's a whole movie. Here. Yeah. So, wait. He's dra- he got drafted to play baseball. Look this up. I, I, I might be butchering the story, so look it up when we're done. Um, but he, um, he got drafted, I believe, by the Pirates. Um, and then um, there's a whole, like, movie or story about him. 
because he, you know, they found him. Yeah, he was an Indian ba- a baseball player. Yeah, um, at a young age, he was over, like he, and he was dope. I don't understand why you couldn't use that. You could use that as like a million dollar story. Like this dude is a prize athlete, and da 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 da. He doesn't have to dress up like a brute savage. He could be dressed like a professional and present him that way, um, like a, a a businessman or something, and and have an agent with him because he's that good. There's so many different angles that are different from the whole. He's a savage. Like I'm not trying to be all preachy and racial because you know I'm not on that at all ever. But to me, it's very stereotypical. It's that whole, you know, brown, black guy has to be a monster. Like you said, you know, the, the brown guy got to be a monster. Why? There's so many levels to this shit. Like, even with Merrill, with Rusev, we didn't know all this shit about Rusev, how he's kind of a nerd and into all this stuff. Dude like um, country music. And then, huh? Dude like country music. Yeah. Right. We didn't know these things. And I feel like that... Because the way he presented to us is Bulgarian brute, and that's all we knew. And there's so many different levels, and I think that's where I think a lot of times we see um, WWE hasn't evolved in that sense of like, okay, this stuff, yeah, we could do it, but it's not really necessary. Like, there's other ways we could present this dude that will have the same heel effect. You know what I mean? Put him with MVP. Why not? MVP would be dope with him. Like, I found, like, this dude is quite, just, just so many different angles that even me and you think about that we're like, yo, there's so many different ways you could do this. And the fact that they have to go this route, it's the easy, lazy way to me. And it's not creative, and it doesn't create intrigue, because I've seen this before. You're going to get some guy who's a hero, and he's going to beat him. The foreign monster. Like, we're done with that. We're so far past the foreign monster shit, it's just weird to me. Yeah. That's, my role. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's not a real character. It's just you throwing his race out there. And it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's all it is. It is like, yo, like, why? And, yep. and, and, and it would be the same thing. I don't want to see a hillbilly white guy just come out there. I just don't. Right. Just, you don't need I that anymore. Don't, it's not I don't necessary. need to see no redneck out there. I just don't need to see that. I just want to see a character. That's what I want to see. And this is not a character to me. This is just you throwing out there, oh, he's Indian and he's big. And like, and that's the thing. Like, he has this whole backstory. He used to play baseball. They don't talk about that. You know, like, he was a, a star baseball player where he was from. And, and look at this athlete. Like, you could have talked about his athleticism. Look what he can do in the ring and then develop a character. Give him a manager why he's developing his character because it might be too soon to just be throwing him on the mic. Um, and maybe he can't talk on the mic. But it's like, really? This is what we gonna do? You know what else bothers me? Is, listen, I don't watch like social media Posts like on Instagram, like I don't watch the the Insta feed or I don't watch TikTok to watch sad ass shit. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with my fucking wrestling. I can give two shits about Lacey Evans' background. I really can't, and not to disrespect her background. I just don't care. I don't care where she grew up from. What she had to deal with. 
you try to do all of this and have her tell her story to make her a baby face. And guess what? She's not a fucking baby face. That's just, that's just what that is. When I see Lacey Evans, I don't see baby face at all. I see a heel. I see somebody that can go in there and perform as a heel. That's it. Now, you may not like her moveset, but I guarantee you, now you're really going to dislike her because at least you can probably get down with her being a heel. You're going to hate babyface Lacey Evans because now you're going to be like, I don't like her fucking moveset, and she's a babyface now? Oh, right. you're going to get tired of that shit. <laughs> like, but I don't see babyface. And the way you trying to make her a baby face doesn't, I don't like it. I just don't like it. It doesn't sit well with me. I'm not for it. When she makes her in-ring debut, oh, no. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. So, that's the thing, though. Like, I don't watch wrestling to know somebody's horrible life story. I just don't. Oh, uh, yeah, right, 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 right. Like, say that I get what you say. Like, I, I don't think that it doesn't add to a, to a character, but there's a time and place. Yeah, and it doesn't add to it. it I mean, it, it can depending on no, I'm how you're for, presenting for, and what the story is and your audience. Because me, I might want to see that. You, like you said, that's not why you're trying to watch wrestling. So mm-hmm. if you do something like that as – like, you know when AEW does their countdown show? Yeah. When they do their countdown shows, mm-hmm. those kind of stories are like, damn, and it sells the fight, right? Yeah. But I get what you're saying. During the broadcast, I don't need all that. Put a match on. Do something different. You know how they could have got this over? To sell us, like, her background? They could have had her go against Sonya Deville. Like, after all this, like, now what Sonya Deville has been doing, right? She could be the one that come out and attack Sonya Deville because she tired of her abusing her power and, and bullying people. And this is what happened to me when I was younger. This is what happened. And then she could have actually came out and cut these promos. This is why mm-hmm. she's standing up to somebody like Sonya Deville because of this. And I'm not standing for it anymore. I've watched it on TV and I'm tired of it. Boom. Like, oh shit. Okay. I can do this. I could be down for this. I still don't know how I feel about babyface Lacey Evans. But maybe we're on to something. I would have been intrigued. Yeah. I mean... Obviously, they're trying to make her a star using her military background, and that's always a big deal for everybody. So it totally makes sense to me, but I agree with you. I don't know that it's necessary, or at least the way they're presenting it is necessary. And, you know, it's not to talk about the military community, but I think sometimes it's it's not, I won't go say, I'm not going to say it. it's something that it's overblown. But I don't think people, when they watch in wrestling, care that much that she served 
in the military. To the, to the I think point that's a where, point, but it goes back to like what we talked about mm-hmm. is about kind of that disconnect from what the current state is. Yeah. Like that military stuff doesn't have that same effect. It's just like, you know, when people talk about like when casual fans talk about John Cena mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, wasn't he a Marine? I'm like, no, he was in a movie called the Marine. He's not a fucking Marine, bro. Yeah. Like, no, he never was. He wasn't in the military. Yeah. But the way they, you know, the salute and all that shit and. Yeah, yeah, so, and, he, and he always showed love, but I don't think that was his whole character, though. Right, right. You know? And I think now, I think they try to go, oh, well, that's where a lot of his fandom came from, is that. So let's push this military person. And, like, this isn't Sergeant Slaughter anymore. We're not doing that no more. Like, no. that shit is over with. And, it's just and like, there. Like, they don't push the narrative of Mustafa Ali used to be a, a, a police officer. just now being gentrified. So it wasn't like when he was serving as a police officer. I mean, I mean village, barely, bro, I've been in Little Village lately. Um, I, Yeah, gentrified, but you can only do so much. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? When the homeboys, uh, hey, certain, when the homies own the store, the homies ain't going nowhere. Yeah, you yeah. might get gentrified, but they own that block, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shit yeah. you can do about that. But you know what? You can be black and go, you can be black and go there now. That's the, that's the difference between how it was back in our day. Couldn't come to where we were at though, so it's just that's just how it was. Yeah. That's why I'm glad I was on the south side where everybody was all mixed up like Aurora, and you didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> everybody was, oh yeah, what's cool that? Yeah, what's that? Definitely. She was different. Like, wait, where you from, bro? Who you? Where, yo, why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, that was where the um on the east side, not too far from my grandma crib, where there was that one uh squad that was all black dudes that was Latin kings. And then they had a whole squad of GDs that was all Mexican, and it was like, this is confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you got anything else to add? Uh, no, I'm just I'm excited about Forbidden Door. May 6th. May 6th. Tickets yeah. go on sale. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's uh, in there. 10 days from now. So I'm in there like swimwear. <laughs> all right. With that said, be sure to check out 1515 now uh, and all other content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. Find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, or Stitcher, whatever podcast platforms you choose to use. Just type in 1515 now. Find podcasts such as Equal Opposites, Love and Hip Hop, The Rundown, Wrestling Roundtable, Studio Flow, and Slow the Truth. Um, if you go to our website, 1515nav.com, uh, you'll find those podcasts as well. Click on any one of them. You should see the Amazon banner and all that good stuff. Facebook, Instagram. Uh, come follow us. Uh, go to Amazon. Purchase something. Go support the site. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. And with that said, it is me, Stuart the Pro. It's Miller. And we out.
Jamming on the one. You are now listening to The Raw, The Bad, and The Other.